Welcome to the Genius Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Genius Podcast. For episode three, we want to look at not just what a brand is, but how you can make a successful one. I'm sure you can already come up with tens of brands that you use every day or have used in the past that are brilliant at what they do. But how can you create one? And is it even possible? Well, to be frank, yes, it is. In today's show, we talk to Shane Forsyth, the creative genius, to explore how to build a brand, the advantages it can bring, and how to use emotion to create a brand that is successful and cuts through. Thank you very much for joining me today and, and giving me some of your time. A pleasure, always. So we're going to look at to today's topic where I want to really look at what a successful brand looks like and how you kind of make those steps towards building one. Uh, it's obviously something that's not done overnight, but I just want to start really at the, at the fundamentals for people listening in. What What is a brand? Um, to, to make it kind of bring it down to uh, kind of the man in the street level, you know, a brand is a, it's a, it's a personality for either a company product service that you've got. Um, usually the, the two former ones, um, uh, it's very important uh, for a product, especially and a company to have a brand that reflects their, their offering, what their USP is, you know, what makes them different. Um, it's literally, it's a bit like going out, what are you going to dress up in when you go out and uh, face the world? And that's what your brand is, um, from the identity through to how you uh, communicate, um, uh, how you operate, how you meet people. It's, it's, it's multi-layered, um, uh, but the easiest uh, definition of it is that it's, it's like developing a personality um, for your company. I like the analogy of uh, kind of what you put on to, to dress up when you when you kind of try and go out um, and obviously the personality as well. So when it comes to kind of business owners, when it comes to building a brand identity or having a brand identity, um, what can help you to to achieve that as opposed to just just starting a business and kind of going out on a on a wing of a wing and a prayer? What are the reasons why people should absolutely not just look at the products and service that they're offering but also trying to build a brand but the thing is it's um the key in in, in any offering you've got is to uh, is to be a little different um or at least have an identity of your own you know whether other people have the same identity you know the thing with the internet is nowadays you know i go looking for company names and stuff like that or um you know, um, IDs or stuff online, and you will invariably find somebody who's come up with uh, something similar, even though you thought you were brilliant and it just had it yourself. You had the idea yourself, but that doesn't matter. Uh, the, the the key importance is a that it suits your immediate offering in your immediate market, and um, that uh, it just uh, it just defines you and makes you a little bit different. You'll be amazed at how many companies don't do it and how many. They don't ignore it, but the key with brand building is consistency. And they all start off gung ho and say, "Yeah, you know, I've got this great logo and I've got this great tone of voice and stuff." But if you don't maintain it, um, it's lost. You know, I, I've always said that a bad logo, well managed, is um, better than a good logo. 
not managed at all. You know, there's really no point. And uh, so the key with brand building um, is to, to be consistent with your messaging. However mundane it might be, you know, you might be a bank and it might just be, you know, secure, confident, safe. Um, uh, it, it appears kind of mundane. Or you could be an agitator brand that um, is uh, more mercurial and uh, more uh, anarchic and um, is actually ironically harder to actually control than, uh, than the safe ones. But um, uh, brand management really is, is the key to it. Um, if you can do that, You'll, you you can't it's not that you can't go wrong but you've certainly got a very good base to build on you know and the brand your brand is the first building block of your of your business so would you say in a, in a, in a way it comes back to that personality thing where for, for example if I, if I've got someone and I've I've got a friend known them for years you know they're a, they're a nice guy their personality their their brand is on point all the time if that changes or if they don't have one or whatever that that kind of friendship breaks down is is that kind of a good analogy for where we are with, with brand building and that consistency that you spoke about? Um, yeah, it's probably less likely to happen with people, to be honest with you, you know, like, if, because you've, if you've got a, um, and if you've got somebody that you've known for quite a while, there's a lot of good room there, you know, people obviously they have different moods and they have different this and they are different that, um, and you're dealing with friendship, you're not dealing with money, commerce, shareholders, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, the the key really that the personality analogy is is strong in that it's almost like bringing up a child um, you know you you start with this you know basically this kind of uh, untouched uh, entity and you've got to apply various you know forms of your own skills to 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 build it in your own, the image that you want you know that sounds very kind of heartless and uh, unsympathetic towards the kid but at the end of the day that's what it is it's a it's a case of um, yeah. you know if, if a kid steps out of line you've got to bring it back into line if your brand starts to slip you've got to adjust to make sure it, uh, it's it's performing the, 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 the difference obviously is that there's a huge amount of emotional attachment and empathy involving child raising well uh, with the brand it's it's a little bit more matter of fact but the uh, I would say the same skills are required. It's, it's parenting in effect of of yeah. your company, um, and uh, how you do that is is entirely up to you. But it's 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 what you've got. It's what your vision is for, it. and uh, that's the very interesting part of it. Is that, like I said, in the in this in the last segment, people they do let it go, and. Um, because real life catches up, you know, there's a thing where you're, you, you lose contact with your school friends, for instance, you know, because, you know, you become parents or whatever, you know, it's the same with your brand, real life catches up, you know, the accountant is on, you know, the revenue you're on, the wages have to be paid, there's so many more of the things that you've got to do, so it's a, it's a case of uh, just uh, being aware, watching it, making sure it's fine. If, if you develop that brand in the right way, then, is that something where, of course, I know business needs money and we'll, we'll come on to how brand and profit and all that kind of stuff interacts a bit later on but when i specifically look at the relationships can a brand help you to build relationships with not just the the customers that you're trying to attract but potentially other businesses as well mm, very much so it's crucial for uh, to be honest with you you know it's um um everybody wants to be associated with something that they like and um, there's it's it's kind of tribal it comes right back down to that and um 
everybody wants to, you know the way you follow a football team you follow a rugby team you might follow a cricket team or whatever um, there's a reason you do that um, usually geographical location but not always um, especially in Ireland there's a, there's a phenomenon of um, people always following Liverpool or Manchester United or you know these kind of the, the successful teams of whatever kind of generation you were born and uh, influenced by it you know in your teens and your early adulthood um, but as a rule, you've uh, yeah you, you you have to realistically have one because people it cuts through all the faff. A brand will cut through all of the the um, you know the the fog, and it's there's a thousand tales of uh, people and brand loyalty that go beyond uh, what you'd expect. You know, um, some of the biggest brands, especially fashion brands, are built on association. Uh, you know, there's people who are BMW drivers, for instance. They'll only drive BMWs. There's people uh, who are Mercedes drivers. They'll only drive Mercedes. They'll only drive, or somebody will only drive Alfa Romeo or whatever. Again, uh, people will only wear Gucci or they'll only wear Chanel or maybe, you know what I mean? It's that kind of, um, uh, it's that strong that it becomes part of you. Uh, uh, definitely in consumer brands, it becomes part of you. And in uh, um there's a certain security almost ironically attached with it that, uh, you know, your mother or your, your parents used fairy liquid or, uh, you know, um, something like that. So you use it because it worked for them, you know, and that's the strongest kind of, that's when your brand has actually made it because you're, you're buying it for other reasons. You don't even, you yeah. don't even know how it works. It doesn't matter. You just know it, it, it it's, it's a safe option and it's the one to use. Yeah, of, of course. Yeah. And we've got quite a few, uh, new business owners listening to the show they're obviously not quite at the point of a, a fairy liquid or a mercedes as you mentioned so if in that process where they're trying to build a brand how what are the first steps that they should take what questions should they ask themselves when they're trying to identify and really work out who they are and what their brand is and what they want their brand to be what well, they need to look at they need to look at their target market that's crucial, you know, because they're the people they're going to be trying to attract. Um, they need to look at um, other things apart from the brand are, are actually more important at that stage, you know, is their offering um, perfect for the target market that they're chasing? You know, is it, a, is it something they need? Is it, a, is it you know, the, the pricing, you know, all, the, all this kind of thing, all of those other things, the little commerce stuff have to be done. But once you have that in place, it's a case then of um, of molding the product or your offering around this personality, so that they can they don't because people aren't they're not going to look at all of those different layers. They're just going to look at the first thing that they see, and the first thing you see when you're looking for a product is either a logo or the product itself. You know, and uh, that's where the brand starts to. That's where the brand starts to work. It's where the it's it's the old first impressions or lasting impressions thing, and it's uh, it's very true in marketing. It's not so true um, with with people, but uh, with um, products and offerings because there's so much stuff out there. You've got to get your you've got to make an impression straight away. It doesn't have to be you know instant uh, attraction, but it's got to be yeah okay. Let's have a look at that and. Uh, uh, it used to be that they go and buy the product. Now it's more likely that they'll click onto the uh, onto the website 
and have a look. And that's again the value of the website and where it comes into the the uh, embedding of that uh, offering stroke brand in uh, in uh, people's heads. And that's where the brand and the product are very clear. This is the stage where they're very closely linked. There's very little difference between them. And there will be more difference between them as that product consolidates and people are happy with it. They look for more stuff. And again, that's another layer of where the brand will um, need to need to go and need to give you support. Um, so there's like a, there's an architecture in there. They call it brand architecture, actually. And it's, it's literally there's a structure that you have this first stage, then you've got the second stage and a third stage. And each stage, like bringing up a kid from being an infant to a you know, five-year-old to a teenager to a young adult to university to a young parent of their own. They're all different stages that you've got to um, manage with with um, ever-increasing subtlety, to be honest with you, you know. Um, they're, uh, it gets more complex as it, get, as it goes on. Um, even the big ones, like I say, you know, you, okay, you're a startup. <clears throat> How does, um, you know, bird's eye, for instance, or... Uh, so or any of these how do they relate to me they're all they're all they all relate to each other you can learn so much from the big brands and you can learn an awful lot from other startups it's a, it's an amazing area of uh of uh skill to be to be able to develop a successful brand and to manage it you know in in ireland um until recently we used to have a design management awards and it wasn't the best logo or it wasn't the snazziest you know visuals or websites that won it it was the best managed brand that won it so it wouldn't be a new one you know you'd push i'd look at it as a student and i'd go actually that was designed 10 years ago sure but look at it now it's it's consolidated it's there and it's uh it, it was a rare appreciation of of what's required so as a, as a startup look at the small stuff first but get a personality it's a, like i said about the, the going out dressing up you know you'd go out you dress up as a punk if you want to be an agitator brand you know you dress up as a goth or whatever or you go out and you dress up in gant and a blazer and chinos if you want to get into the financial area you know and um, people look at you and they go okay that guy's he's he's fine he's not going to kill me anyway you know so that's you know, the, the main thing you know or she's not going to kill me um it's it's a case of uh getting a foot in the door with your audience and then developing it from there, you know, and it, it's, it's, it's more, it's easier to do it now because you have so many different channels, so many different more platforms that you can use that used to be TV, radio and a press ad and direct mail, which I used to hate, but uh, it always worked. Um, and, um, nowadays it's, uh, it's much, much more subtler, you know, um, uh, with, Facebook, Instagram, all of these different channels that you can, and they're far more suited to startups as well, because they cost less, And uh, but the key with them, and with all of it, is consistency. Keep at it, keep doing it. If you don't, if you think, I'll put my logo out there and we'll be grand, it doesn't work. You know, um, you've got to put it out, and then you've got to back it up with uh, what your offering is. We did um, a job a while back for a baker over in Ireland, and they were fine they thought oh i've got my logo i've got this i've got that we'll just put it out website out but they didn't back it up with anything you know they didn't put any of the social stuff from what they sold in markets out and they just drifted away and uh, they were gone 
after about two years, which was a shame, you know. Um, uh, but it is a case that's the that's the wrong side of it, you know. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of work in it. Yeah, you've you've touched on this a, a little bit already in in some of your answers, but I I really just for the point of view of the listeners and for their benefit, really, I want to drive down really on that word of emotion. Is it possible for a brand on its own to evoke emotion, whether it is for the target market, whether it is to attract partnering with other businesses? Is 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 a can a brand evoke emotion? Yeah, definitely. It definitely. It's, it should do. Um, again, whether be it a financial brand it, and the emotion is um, security and steadfastness and uh, um, solidity or it's uh, something a little bit more, something newer, like say if, if it is a startup, you do need to shake the place up a little bit, you know, and uh, how you do that will... Uh, impact you know it, it, it'll have an emotional impact and that's um it's crucial really you know and the, the best small startup brands usually um will deploy humor as a rule because it is by far the strongest um the strongest uh, way of cutting through uh, humor is always good uh, and um it's it's quite a, yeah it's very important let's let's look internally now We've spoke quite a lot about kind of the emotion a brand can generate, how it can help you to sell a product, sell a service, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What can it do for the employees of a company, whether that be good or bad? What does a kind of a strong or a weak brand connection do for your relationship as an owner with your employees, whether you you have them now or maybe you're looking to hire? From a hiring point of view, it's crucial, you know, um, Again, you need to you you need to have a reason to attract. Obviously, the, what the first thing is the, is, is the uh, financial package that you're offering an employee. You know what the T's and C's are, but um, in order to get them in the first place, um, you need a you know, a company that has a good reputation in its field. Okay, it's fine, but one that has a good reputation in its field and has a certain cachet about it you know especially with uh, in our business you know with in marketing and in uh, the creative business creators are awfully fickle bunch you know and um uh they'll navigate like uh, moths to a light um to uh, the trendy um um more unusual um, be it design agencies or you know architectural companies uh Part of the brand thing that we start, we said at the start, was um, what the actual offering is. You know what the product is. So if you, for instance, you've got an architect who are renowned for being uh, edgy and uh, different, well then that will attract a certain type of person that wants to improve their and wants to widen their skill set. You know, um, and that will be that'll come across in the brand itself. Um, you might have a there might be agencies, ad agencies, for instance. You've got the big multinationals, and they're safe. You go in and you work away, and you build your 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 uh, profile up, and then you might take a risk on one of the uh, the more anarchic ones, you know, that have a real attitude and they have their own approach, uh, and you want to be part of that, you know. So it's important. It's important that uh, 
those agencies get those traits across those branding uh, elements that make them different across uh it's also obviously with uh something like red bull is a classic example for me um uh where they started off doing you know they're now obviously formula one and most people would know them as formula one kingpins but they started off um wonderfully doing um soapbox races and stuff the exact opposite of where they are now but they knew that was a budget it was small nobody was sponsoring this madcap stuff and uh they knew get in there and we'll get certain type of people to uh to drink our product because they needed a very young demographic because uh, the older people, you know, I was older even at that stage when they were coming out, was that um, energy drinks were a bit of a, you know, what's the point? You know, just have a glass of water or whatever, you know, or a can of Coke or whatever it was. You know, energy drinks were a bit of a, uh, an anomaly. You didn't really know what they were for. And, um, but they didn't, they, they didn't want me. You know, they wanted uh, the 15, 16-year-olds, you know, the 18-year-olds who are now... The 25-year-olds, 38-year-olds, um, who are, and that's where, the, and the brand has developed from those mad, you know, cycling your bike off the end of a pier with a load of, with wings and feathers on you trying to fly, to Formula One. It's it's actually a very interesting uh, um, journey um, that they've that they've done, and uh, to be able to see it from its from the start to where it is now. So that's um, that's a classic one where where uh, yeah. The brand would attract emotionally would attract people um, of a certain of a certain ilk, and um, uh, that there's plenty of other examples like that. But that's probably the one that would be most relevant at the moment. Mm. Of course, ultimately, as I mentioned earlier on, the, the world kind of revolves around money, uh, especially when it comes to business. So, long term, can developing this brand for for your business ultimately help you to profit and grow to reach new heights it should do yeah um, developing a brand is like it's like you know growing an onion in effect you know obviously you, when you cut into an onion you peel away the different layers <clears throat> it's the opposite way so you start with the core and then one layer goes on then another layer goes on as you uh, you know or the other analogy of it is to look at um, the growth rings of trees for instance and and you see the first and then they you know they expand out almost like ripples and that's um uh, that's how brands should develop you know and the further out they get the stronger this tree becomes in effect you know uh, the stronger your company becomes and uh, it's initially you'll you know obviously you've got to make money from the start uh, but the nature of how you you know, the first stuff is very, you're kind of hand to mouth when you start off as a startup. Um, and that will last and a lot. That's not all dependent on your brand. You know, a lot of it obviously is to, are you dealing in a, with a product that is a high value and a low cost? Are you dealing in it with something that's, you can charge high fees on, you know, if you're writing code or whatever, you know, and um, it's, uh, there's obviously a ton of external stuff that, uh, will influence how much money you're going to make but the brand influence itself is very important uh, in for attracting for instance for attracting obviously customers but also as you grow for attracting maybe investors and um, if you want to attract the right we touched on it a minute ago if you want to attract the right staff um, and 
if uh, ultimately, you know, you're going to end up with a company that would have started with yourself and now it might have 16 people in it, you know, be they employees or be they contributors to it, be they investors, whatever they are, they'll have come in. They should have come in because of the the mission that you've got, you know, this uh, that this statement that you've made with this brand, this, this style of the company that it is, what's it, what it's doing, and they want to be part of it, you know. I'd just like to say a big thank you to Shane for appearing on today's show and sharing some of his insight and expertise with us today. A successful brand can do so much for your business. It's not just about the products and services you sell, but so, so much more. Creating an identity for your company goes far beyond numbers on a spreadsheet. It's about getting people invested in your product, whether they're buying from you or, as Shane mentioned on the show, actually have a desire to work for you. Thank you for listening. We will be back in two weeks' time where we'll be joined by another expert, this time from the world of graphic design. We'll be looking at how to attract customers and build your business better through colour. Join us then and don't forget to subscribe to the show in the meantime. Thank you very much and we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to the Genius Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and share it with your friends. We'll see you in two weeks' time for our next episode.